Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 245, The Battle for Makkah. In Ramadan, the 8th of Hijrah, Allah honored His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the conquest of Makkah. The event was the greatest victory in the history of the faith. Through it, Allah elevated and exalted his religion and his prophet, peace be upon him, and liberated his sacred mosque and his city from the infidels. The conquest of Makkah led to people entering Islam in multitudes. The seeds of the battle lay in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. According to its terms, all parties were free to enter alliances with either the Quraysh or the Prophet Accordingly, Banu Khuzar, as previously mentioned, sided with the Muslims, while the rivals Banu Bakr entered a pact with the Quraysh. The Banu Bakr and Banu Khuzar had been feuding long before the advent of Islam and were in the midst of a rare peaceful interlude during the campaign of Hudaybiyah. With the mighty Quraysh on their side, the Banu Bakr decided to capitalize on their strength, and in Sha'aban, the 8th of Tijra, they made a raid on Banu Khuzar as they camped at a spring called Watir. Banu Bakr killed more than 20 men of Banu Khuzar and drove the rest into Makkah. Contravening all rules, they fought them even inside the sacrosanct city with the support of the Quraysh, who clandestinely helped them with men and materials. Since Banu Khuzar were bound in an alliance with the Muslims and some of their men had embraced Islam, they reported the clash to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who assured them, By Allah, we shall protect you with what we protect ourselves. The Quraysh, on the other hand, knew they had transgressed greatly and grew worried about the possible consequences of violating the treaty. They therefore sent Abu Sufyan bin Harb to Medina to ratify the treaty and seek its extension. Abu Sufyan came to Medina on his mission, and while he was there, he visited his daughter, Um Habiba radiallahu anha, who was married to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When Abu Sufyan made to sit on the Prophet's bed, she rolled it up. His pride hurt. Abu Sufyan said, Daughter, I cannot understand whether you think the bed is too good for me or that I am too good for the bed. She replied, The fact is that it is the Prophet's bed, and you are an unclean polytheist. By God, said Abu Sufyan, stung at his daughter's succinct and unflattering description of him, evil has come over you since you left me. Abu Sufyan then went to the Prophet ﷺ and talked to him about ratifying the treaty, but did not receive a reply. Then he went to Abu Bakr and asked him to speak on his behalf to the Prophet, but Abu Bakr refused. He then approached Umar, who not only rejected his offer, but also spoke to him rudely. Ali, when approached, pleaded his inability to intervene. He suggested that Abu Sufyan simply announce a general cessation of hostilities and leave. Abu Sufyan proceeded accordingly and returned to Makkah. The Prophet, peace be upon him on the other hand, had started preparations for war. He issued orders to his companions and had the news announced among the Bedouins on the outskirts of Medina, even as he enjoined secrecy. He prayed, O Allah, 
confound the spies and the informers of the Quraysh so that we may take them by surprise in their own land. In order to mislead the enemy, the Prophet ﷺ sent Abu Qatada towards Batan Adam so that everyone could assume he had that territory in mind. Hatib bin Abu Balta, however, wrote a letter to the Quraysh informing them that the Prophet, peace be upon him, intended to attack Makkah. He handed the letter to a woman, promising to pay her for delivering it to the Quraysh. The Prophet, peace be upon him, who had received divine revelation about Hatib's treachery, sent of Ali, Miqdad, Zubair and Abu Mathad Khanwi in pursuit of the woman. He said to them, Ride until you come to the meadow at Haq. There you will find a woman travelling on a camel. She has a letter which you must take from her. They went, Rajallahu an, off to find the woman, who denied having any such letter with her. Only after the men threatened to search her person did she draw the letter out from her tresses and hand it over to them. The company took the letter and returned to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who summoned Hatib. The Prophet wasalam, said, What's this, Hatib? Hatib offered him this explanation. I have my family in Makkah, but no kinsmen among the Quraysh to protect them. I wanted to oblige the Quraysh so that they could protect my family. I have not done this to renounce Islam or to commit unbelief. Umar said furiously, O Messenger of Allah, give me leave to cut off his head. He has committed breach of trust with Allah and his Prophet and has turned hypocrite. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, He was present at Badr. Do you know, Umar, perhaps Allah has looked favorably on those who were present at Badr and has said to them, Do as you wish, for I have forgiven you. At these words, Umar dissolved into tears, saying, Allah and his messenger knows better. On the way to Makkah On Ramadan the 10th, the 8th of Hijrah, the Prophet ﷺ left Medina for Makkah. Ten thousand companions accompanied him. At Jahfa, the Prophet ﷺ came across his uncle Abbas, who was en route with his family to Medina after converting to Islam. The Prophet's cousins, Abu Sufyan bin Harith and Abdullah bin Abu Umayyah, also crossed his path, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, averted his gaze. Both men used to lampoon him viciously, and their words had wounded the Prophet. At this, Umm Salama commented to the Prophet ﷺ, It is not fitting that your cousins should be the only unfortunates. Ali, meanwhile, instructed Abu Sufyan, not to be confused with Abu Sufyan bin Harb, the commander-in-chief of the pagan forces, to appear before the Prophet ﷺ and say to him what the Prophet Yusuf's brother had said to him when they finally met in Egypt. We swear by Allah that Allah has preferred you to us and we certainly have been guilty of sin. Chapter 12, verse 91 a shame-faced Abu Sufyan came to the Prophet ﷺ and apologized using the words of Yusuf's brothers. The Prophet ﷺ himself echoed what Yusuf had said to his brothers. This day let no reproach be cast upon you. Allah will forgive you and he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. Chapter 12 verse 92 Thus forgiven, Abu Sufyan bin Harith recited a few couplets praising the Prophet and apologizing for his past behavior. On reaching Hatid, the Prophet ﷺ found fasting unbearable while traveling. He broke his fast and told his companions to do the same. 
He then resumed his journey until he arrived at Mara al-Dahran, around the time of Isha prayer. Each soldier was instructed to light a fire for himself, and in this way 10,000 fires burnt in the night, with Umar bin Khattab an, supervising the whole exercise. The spectacle of 10,000 campfires startled Abu Sufyan bin Harb, commander of the pagans. He brought along Al-Hakam bin Hazm and Budayl bin Waraka to observe the sight and said in amazement, Never have I seen a fire and troops such as I find today. Budayl commented, It is probably Khuzar. Abu Sufyan dismissed his remark saying, Banu Khuzar are too inferior to have such a fire and force. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.